Thank you, Heavenly Father God. Saturday, a day of rest. We're going to be reading. Anna's going to start our reading. God bless Anna. God bless her vocal cords and her, her spirit. May she speak. May the word of God come forth in Jesus' name, Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your word. This wonderful, beautiful Saturday morning, a day of rest. Amen. Amen. And I'm reading today from uh, Choosing Life One Day at a Time by Jody Osteen. And this, the topic today says that God's word brings healing. And the scripture says in Acts chapter 5, verse 16, it says, And crowds came in from the suburbs, and every one of them was healed. We received a letter from a former denominational preacher in our TV audience. He said he'd been in a serious automobile accident and sustained extremely severe in injuries. Given no hope, he was just looking out the window of his hospital room. When it came to mind that someone had given him a book by John, he thought, well, what have I got to lose? I can either sit here in a wheelchair or I can believe that God will heal me. He said he didn't really expect to be healed, but he did believe God's word. When he began searching the scriptures, faith came by hearing and by seeing God's promises. He was totally healed, but not instantly. After his healing was complete, he took the time to write us a letter telling us that John's book had really helped him. He encouraged us to keep doing all that we are doing for Jesus. My point in telling you this story is to show the mercy of God towards those who diligently seek him. This man even said he hadn't expected to be healed, but he knew that God's word was true, and as he read it, his faith began to grow. When he searched the word, he started believing something that his particular denomination doesn't teach and he received his healing. Glory to God. And the prayer is, Father, I thank you for your word and for the faith and healing that I find in its pages. When my faith is weak, I ask you to help me find and claim your promises so I too can be healed. Amen. Wow. Amen. Okay, July 1st, I'm reading from God Calling, A.J. Russell book, Attack Fear. I learned daily the sublime lesson of trust and calm in the midst of storm. Whatever of sorrow or difficulty the day may bring, my tender command to you is still the same. Love and laugh. Love and laughter, not a sorrowful resignation, mark real acceptance of my will. Leave every soul the braver and happier for having met you. For children or youth, middle or old age, for sorrow, for sin, for all you may encounter in others, this should be your attitude. Love and laugh. Do not fear. Remember how I faced the devil in the wilderness and how I conquered with the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You too have your quick answer for every fear that evil may present. An answer of faith and confidence in me. Wherever possible, say it out loud. The spoken word has power. Look on every fear, not as a weakness on your part due to illness or worry, but as a real temptation to be attacked and overthrown. Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, July 1st from Joel Osteen, Your Best Life. 
begins each morning. And it says, drop the baggage. My guilt has overwhelmed me like a burden too heavy to bear. Psalm chapter, or Psalm 38, 4. Many people wonder why they're not happy. Often it's because they're dragging around all sorts of baggage from the past. Somebody offended them last week, so they have packed that pain in their bag. They lost their temper, said some things they shouldn't have, shouldn't have, and they have that stuffed in their bag too. Growing up, they weren't treated right. They got that suitcase full of junk too. Worse yet, they drag their baggage with them everywhere they go. Not only do they hold on to their baggage, but they like to unpack it in every one once in a while just to make it sure it's all still there. They've been carrying these heavy bags for years. They are loaded down by their collection of burdens. This morning, drop any emotional baggage you're dragging and step towards a rich, full life. Amen. <clears throat> Thank you. Amen. I like that. <laughs> okay, July 1st. This is from uh, Streams in the Desert. July 1st. Really interesting. It says Luke 120 says, My words, Jesus says, My words will come true at their proper time. Words have a proper time. Amen. And Luke 145 says, What the Lord has said will be accomplished. Amen. Matthew Henry said, We can depend on God to fulfill his promise, even when all the roads leading to it are closed. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, Christ, the amen, so be it, is spoken by us to the glory of God. Amen. 2 Corinthians 1.20. And here's a poem by Bessie Porter about the word coming to pass. It says, Lord, the Lord is sure to accomplish those things. A loving heart has waited long to see. Those words will be fulfilled to which one clings because God has promised faithfully and knowing him <clears throat> will never doubt his word. He speaks and it is done, the mighty Lord. The Lord is sure to accomplish these things. O burdened heart, rest ever in his care and quietness beneath his shadowing wings. Await the answer of your longing prayer. When you have cast your cares, the heart then sings, The Lord is sure to accomplish these things. The Lord is sure to accomplish these things. O oh, tired heart, believe and wait and pray. Peacefully the evening chime still rings. Though cloud and rain and storm have filled the day, Faith pierces through the mist of doubt that bars the coming night sometimes and finds the start. The Lord is sure to accomplish those things. O oh, trusting heart, the Lord to you has told, let faith and hope arise and lift their wings. To soar toward the sunrise clouds of gold, the doorway of rosy dawn swing wide, revealing joy to the darkness of night by did hide. Bessie Porter. Amen. Next. Okay, July 1st, I'm reading from Jesus Calling, and it says, I am light and light in abundance as you as you spend time soaking in my presence you're energized and lightened through through communing with me you transfer your heavy burdens to my strong shoulders 
By gazing at me, you gain my perspective on your life. This time alone with me is essential for unscrambling your thoughts and smoothing out the day before you. Be willing to fight for this precious time with me. Opposition comes in many forms. Your own desire to linger in bed, the evil one's determination to distract you from me, the pressure of family, friends, and your own inner circle to spend your time uh, to spend your time uh, more productively. As you grow in your desire to please me above all else, you gain strength to resist these opponents. Delight yourself in me, for I am the deepest desire of your heart. Psalm 48.9, Deuteronomy 33.12, and Psalm 37.4. Amen. Delight yourself in me, for I am your deepest desire of your heart. Amen, yes. Amen. Alright, I'm reading from Treasures of Wisdom. Treasures of Wisdom. July 1st, The Hired Man by William Quayle. The scripture is Psalm 62, 2 and 4. Sing forth the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. All the earth shall worship thee and shall sing unto thee. They shall sing to thy name. <clears throat> July is the farmer of the year. Stewart, stalwart, singing like a plowboy, working like an owner of a farm, glad for the chance. July fairly tires a strong man out just by its tirelessness of toil. July doesn't grow fatigued, but you do. Watching him, everything leaps towards flower or fruit. Harvest yellow on plains and hills. Seen from afar, the golden wheat fields with their thousand tents remind you of heaven, whose pavements are of gold, all of gold. Blackberries are ripe. Things grow in gardens are ready and make your mouth water. When wild iris blooms in marshy places, morning, morning doves drift along the fields of company. Father, mother, children all out for an evening frolic. The wheat fields are full with farmer folk loaded with wheat for stacking or trashing. In July, the days are hot but arduous. Things are going Things are doing <clears throat> when July rolled up his sleeves, but his toiling is as the toiling of the happy heart. No peevish scolding, no querulous fault-finding, only radiant joy of having work to do and rejoicing in the doing of it. Woohoo! Sing forth the honor of his name, make his praise glorious. All the earth shall worship thee and shall sing unto thee. They shall sing thy name, Psalm 62, 2 part. Amen. Okay, um, I'm reading today, um, it's not necessarily a July 1st, but it's a random word that's going to come forth, and it always speaks to my heart. So let's see what God has today. Okay, my eyes are on those who hope is in my unfailing love. To enjoy abundant life, it is essential for you to have hope. However, many people indulge in false hopes and find themselves increasingly disillusioned. As the years go by, as the years go by, so I urge you to choose well the object of your hope. The best choice is my unfailing love. From the time you first trusted me as a savior, nothing, including death, life, 
things present or things to come can separate you from this love. When you follow my divine guidelines, you can enjoy the peace of my presence. I'm everywhere and I see everything. Hallelujah. Whew. Um, but my eyes are especially on those who are putting their hope in me. Such people are ever so precious to me, and I watch over them vigilantly. This does not mean I shield them from all adversity. It means I bless them with my nearness in good times and hard times at all times. So persevere in placing your hope in my perfect love. Look up to me in the midst of your moments, for my eyes are indeed on you. Amen. And the scripture says in Psalm 33:18 that the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love. I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come, nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord in Romans chapter uh, 8 verse 38 to 39 now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way the Lord be with all of you 2nd Thessalonians 316 peace at all times and in every way amen, amen. very good yep I like that Okay, today is Kenny Copeland and Gloria Copeland, July 1st. Says, Later is here. This is by Gloria. Matthew 24, 45. Later is here. It says, Who then is a faithful and wise servant? Woo-hoo! Who his Lord has made ruler over his household? Woo-hoo! Yesterday, huh? Yeah. The word tells us that God shows himself strong in behalf of those whose hearts are perfect toward him. 2 Chronicles 16.9 The word perfect doesn't mean that we have to do everything just right and live without making a mistake. Thank God we don't have to do that. It means devoted, a heart consecrated, dedicated, loyal, and faithful to God. The mistakes we make will not stop God from working in our lives. <clears throat> Only our lack of faithfulness can do that. Who is faithful? Who is faithful? The one who depends, spends his time doing what God has called him to do. Or, as Jesus put it, the one who takes up his cross and follows him. The one who denies his fleshly desires and spends his life on the things God desires him to do. Maybe God has been urging you to spend more time in his word and in prayer or dealing with you with you about ministering more to the people around you. He may be calling you to pray for the sick or to teach the word, but you're busy. So you glide on with good intentions and tell God you'll do it later. Well, later is here. Decide today that you're going to be the faithful and wise servant. Find out what is stealing your time from the Lord. Serve his interests instead of your own. Do you want to be a ruler in the household of God? Do you want him to show himself strong for you? Then take up Jesus' thoughts today. Take up his purposes and his plans. Now is the time to be faithful. Amen. Amen. Okay, I'm going to also, there's no date on this, but it's from The Provision Promises. It's by Joseph Prince. Uh I always like to end with this book because it's just full of 
promises and talks about provision. So randomly, here's the word. Okay. The scripture says to bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will be not not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. Nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. And that's from Micah 3, 10 to 12. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty. And your vats will overflow with new vine. Proverbs 3, 9 to 10. For if the first fruit is holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. Romans eleven sixteen. The open, the title is The Open Windows of Heaven. Beloved, did you know that God doesn't need your tithes? And I tell my congregation not to tithe if they have no revelation of tithing. Good point. This is because nothing will happen if the tithe out of fear or religious obligation. My friend, only tithe to your local church if you have a revelation that it's an act of worship and thanksgiving unto Jesus. You're saying, Jesus, you are the source of all my blessings and increase. Thank you for always blessing me and my family out of your riches of your grace. When you tithe out of a, such a revelation, God declares, I will open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there won't, will not be enough room to receive it. I will rebuke the devourer for your sake so he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine, vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field. Clearly, Tithing is only for those of us who have a revelation of God's heart for our provision. Wow, what a good word. Amen, Father. Thank you. Let me have that book down here. Draw one. Okay. This one has, I want you to read a couple of days ago. This one right here is an incredible revelation on... uh, Day calling? Uh huh, God calling. I keep going back and back, but uh, it just has a. Okay. Right here, uh, like like you can read uh, 26, uh huh, uh, 29, and 30. Okay. 26, June, June 26. Okay, June 26 says, Do not rush. Learn in the little daily things of life to delay action until you get my guidance. So many lives lack poise. For in the momentous decisions and the big things of life, they ask my help, but into the small things they rush alone. Wow, interesting. By what you do in the small things, those around you are most often 
antagonized or attracted. By what you do in the small things, those around you are most often antagonized or attracted. In other words, yeah. What does that mean? Well, when you give uh, when you give alms to the poor, it antagonizes the people that are not doing it. When the people with God's hearts are attracted. Oh. Positive oh, and negative people. Oh, I get people. it. Okay. Positive and negative people. Right. Whatever you're doing in the small things. Yeah, you know, if a person's just spending their time watching TV all day long and then watching you get up there and do something for others, uh -huh. it antagonizes them. They know you. Uh. It bothers them. Okay. All right. So 27 also? Uh, no, skip that. Uh-huh. Yeah, 28. Okay, 28. And 30. Okay, June 28th says Table of Delights. It has not been in vain this training and teaching time. This time of suppression, repression, depression is changed now into a time of glorious expression. Amen. Life is flooded through and through with joy and gladness. Indeed, I have prepared a table of delights, a feast of all good things for you. Indeed, your cup runneth over, and you can feel from the very depth of your heart. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. 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 <clears throat> okay, read the next one. My will. Okay. June 29th says, My will is your joy. Our Lord and our God, lead us, we beseech thee, lead us and keep us. You can never go beyond my love and care. Remember that. No evil can befall you. Psalm 91. Circumstances I bless and use must be the right ones for you. Amen. But I know always that the first step is to lay your will before me as an offering. Ready that I should do what is best. Sure that if you trust me, what I do for you will be best. Your second step is to be sure and to tell me so, that I'm powerful enough to do anything. Whoa. The hearts of kings are my rule and governance. That no miracle is impossible with me. Oof, my heart. Oof. It's coming alive. Um, with God, all things are possible, and I and my Father are one. Okay? Then leave all with me, glad to leave all your affairs in a master hand, sure of safety and protection. Remember, you cannot see the future. I can. You could not bear it. So only little by little can I reveal it to you. Accept my will, and it will bring you joy. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Thank you for the reading. You're welcome. One more. Okay. Understand them. Take joy wherever you go. June 30th. You have been much blessed. You are being much blessed. Such stores of blessings are awaiting you in the months of years and lie ahead. Pass every blessing on. Love can and does go around the world. Pass on the God current from one to the other. 
Shed a little sunshine in the heart of one that one is sheer to pass it on. And so my vitalizing joy given message just goes. Be transmitters these days, love and laugh, cheer all, love all. Be transmitters these days, love and laugh, cheer all, love all. Always seek to understand others, and you cannot fail to love them. Seek me in the dull and the uninteresting, the sinful, the critical, and the miserable. See me in the laughter of children and the sweetness of old age, in the courage of youth and the patience of man and womanhood. Amen and amen. Okay, one more reading. It says, uh, The Word of Life. This is from taken from One Year Bible Devotional, Walk with God. It says right here, I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will ne not neglect your word. Get your uh, the Bible for Psalm 1, please. Psalm 119, 15, 16. Right there. In word is the Bible an obligation. Is the Bible an obligation? Something that we know we should read, whether we have enthusiasm for it or not? Like finishing our vegetables before we head on to dessert. If so, we have perhaps not accurately understood the weight of the word that God has given us. It is more than literature, more than history, more than theology. It is life. Many a reader has gotten bogged down in the begats and thou shalt of the Bible, missing the revelation of those sections in establishing our faith as historical and human. But think about our condition. We are lost in this world, not knowing which way is up. Every midlife crisis or pang of existence, existence will force us to admit it, whether we want it or not. Meanwhile, the Bible smolders on the shelf, burning to answer our ultimate question and meaning and mystery. It is the revelation of the divine. It has all the wisdom we need. Indeed. Your culture and, and whichever elements of it you dwell in, whether it's your work environment, your entertainment choices, your conversation with friends, etc., will constantly try to pull you into its value system and its own sense of morality. God's Word, if we will let it, will pry us back out of it. Only the Word can resist the currents of this world and shape us according to God's design. Does this mean we should avoid our culture? No, we cannot escape. In fact, we should involve ourselves in our world in order to influence it for <coughs> God's kingdom. But we cannot be swayed by it. Let the Word be a strong influence in your life than any other philosophy or value system. Not only should we give it proper attention, we should delight in it, crave it, and savor it. When we do, it will accomplish in us all that God meant for us to accomplish. It will make us everything we are meant to be. Amen. Amen. What a wonderful word. Go ahead, Amy. Okay, what am I reading? Psalm first. Oh, Psalm 1. Psalm 1. There's no Proverbs there. Okay, um, I don't know. Go ahead, Psalm okay. 1. Okay. Um, oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around the sinners, or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, 
bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. Hallelujah. But not the wicked. They are like worthless chaff scattered by the wind. They will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly, for the Lord watches over the path of the godly. But the path of the wicked leads to destruction. Amen. Okay, Psalm 31 and 91. And I'll read the last three. I like 91. Okay, Psalm 31. Psalm 31. Okay, Please, thank you. You're welcome. And your prudent wife. You're welcome. Okay. Wife of my youth. Okay, here we go. It's, um... <coughs> oh Lord, I have come to you for protection. Don't let me be disgraced. Save me, for you do what is right. Turn your ear to listen to me. Rescue me quickly. Be my rock of protection. A fortress where I will be safe. You are my rock and my fortress. For the honor of your name, lead me out of this danger. Pull me from the trap my enemies set for me. For I find protection in you alone. I entrust my spirit into your hand. Rescue me, Lord, for you are a faithful God. I hate those who worship worthless idols. I trust in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in your unfailing love, for you have seen my troubles, and you care about the anguish of my soul. You have not handed me over to my enemies, but have set in me a safe place. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am in distress. Tears blur my eyes. My body and soul are withering away. I'm dying from grief. My tears are shortened by sadness. Sin has drained my strength. I'm wasting away from within. I am scorned by all my enemies and despised by my neighbors. Even my friends are afraid to come near me. When they see me on the street, they run the other way. I am ignored as if I were dead, as if I were a broken pot. I have heard the many rumors about me, and I am surrounded by terror. My enemies conspire against me, plotting to take my life. But I am trusting you, you, O Lord, saying, You are my God. My future is in your hands. Rescue me from those who hunt me down relentlessly. Let your favor shine on your servant. In your unfailing love, rescue me. Don't let me be disgraced, O Lord, for I call out to you for help. Let the wicked be disgraced. Let them be lie silent in the grave. Silence their lying lips, those proud and arrogant lips that accuse the godly. How great is the goodness you have stored up for those who fear you. You lavish it on those who come to you for protection, blessing them before the watching world. You hide them in the shelter of your presence, safe from those who conspire against them. You shelter them in your presence, far from accusing tongues. Praise the Lord, for he has shown me the wonders of his unfailing love. He kept me safe when my city was under attack. In panic I cried out, I am cut off from the Lord. But you heard my cry for mercy. 
and answered my call for help. Love the Lord, all you godly ones, for the Lord protects those who are loyal to him. But he harshly punishes the arrogant. So be strong and courageous for uh, all you who put your hope in the Lord. Amen. Amen. Now from 91, 121, I'll go take over. Okay. Oh, 91. 91. So 91. Okay. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He's my God, and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Good translation. Don't, do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousands are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. Amen. 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 Praise God. Psalm 121 is... I don't have Psalm 121 in the Bible. Oh, boy. Because the pages were out. Which translation have I been reading? Because it's wonderful. Yeah, it's a New NLT? Living Testament. Oh, New NLT. Okay. That's a nice Bible. Yeah, I need to I get really another like one. the way it's... Uh, let me see if I can bring it up over here. New Living... Translation. Can you read me something out of FF Basra? Oh, Will I bring it up? Let's do that. Let's just open it randomly. randomly. See what the we Lord tells you. The Word, Lord. You're a good okay. reader. The right mental attitude. No person who allows his mind to be ruled by his senses can have victorious faith. The mind that is ruled by the senses lives in a realm of uncertainty. Until God's word gains mastery over your mind, your mind will be swayed by feelings and by things you see or hear rather than by the word of God. The mind and thoughts of those seeking healing must be renewed so as to be brought into harmony with the mind of God, as revealed in the Bible and pointed out in our healing literature. Faith for God's promised blessings is the result of knowing and acting on God's word. The right mental attitude or the renewed mind, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, makes steadfast faith possible to all. 
God always heals when he can get the right cooperation. Hallelujah. Whoa. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord. That's a good reading, word. Huh? Yeah. Hey, this is actually pretty good to just record little can things you, from uh, here. Can you put something on that corner there so we can okay. study it again? Okay. Psalm 121. I looked up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps or his people. The Lord himself watches over you. Indeed, he, the Lord who watches over his people, never slumbers or sleeps. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The Lord himself watches over you. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go, both now and forevermore. So there's a psalm missing. We need 131, 91, 121, 131, 61. 61. We missed 61. <laughs> you took me to 91, babe. I missed 61. <laughs> We're going. I'm like, okay. Seems uh, kind of short. Jumped, uh, no, baby, well, I, sent me there. I sent you there. Psalm 61, New Living Testament. Oh God, listen to my cry. Hear my prayer. From the ends of the earth, I cry to you for help. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the towering rock of safety. For you are my refuge, a fortress where my enemy cannot reach me. Let me live forever in your sanctuary, safe beneath the shelter of your wings. For you have heard my vows, O God. You have given me an inheritance reserved for those who fear your name. And add many years to the life of the king. May his years span the generations. May he reign under God's protection forever. May your unfailing love and faithfulness watch over him. Then I will sing praises to your name forever as I fulfill my vows each day. Praises to the Lord. Amen. Amen. One more. we got to read Proverbs for the day. Today's the first. Proverbs first. Right? Right. These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives. To help them do what is right, just and fair. These proverbs will give insight to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance by exploring the meaning in these proverbs and parables. The words of the wise and their riddles. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. A father's exhortation, acquire wisdom. My child, listen when your father corrects you. Don't neglect your mother's instruction. What you learn from them will crown you with grace and be a chain of honor around your neck. My child, if sinners entice you, turn your back on them. They may say, come and join us. Let's hide and kill someone. Just for fun, let's ambush the innocent. 
Let's swallow them alive like the grave. Let's swallow them whole like those who go down to the pit of death. Think of the great things we'll get. We'll fill our house with all the stuff we take. Come throw in your lot with us and we'll all share the loot. My child, don't go along with them. Stay far away from their path. They rush to commit evil deeds. They hurry to commit murder. As a bird sees a trap being set, <coughs> it knows to stay away. But these people set an ambush for themselves. They are trying to get themselves killed. Such is the fate of all who are greedy for money. It robs them of life. Wisdom shouts in the street. Wisdom shouts in the street. She cries out in the public square. She calls to the crowds along the main street, to those gathered in front of the city gate. How long, you simpletons, will you insist on being simple-minded? How long will you mockers relish your mocking? How long will you fools hate knowledge? Come and listen to my counsel. I'll share my heart with you and make you wise. I called you so often, but you wouldn't come. I reached out to you, but you paid no attention. You ignored my advice and rejected the correction I offered. So I will laugh when you are in trouble. I will mock you when disaster overtakes you, when calamity overtakes you like a storm, when disaster engulfs you like a cyclone and anguish and distress overwhelm you. When they cry for help, I will not answer. Though they anxiously search for me, they will not find me. For they hated knowledge and choose not to fear the Lord. <laughs> they rejected my advice and paid no attention when I corrected them. Therefore they must eat the bitter fruit of living their own way, sh choking on their own schemes. For simpletons turn away from me to death. Fools are destroyed by their own complacency, but all who listen to me will live in peace, untroubled by fear of harm. Amen. Psalm one. No, Proverbs, Proverbs one, one. New Living Testament. Amazing how yeah. how well it it is translated, huh? Yeah. So we can understand it. How long were we talking? We're forty-two minutes so far. You have anything else for me? No. Oh, here. This is the, the promises of God. Okay, let me do a random search. Here we go. Either on healing. This is the promises of God, his book. Okay. Um, the end of a thing is better than its beginning. The patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Do not hasten in your spirit to be angry, for anger rests in the bosom of fools. Ecclesiastes 7, 8, and 9. And I'm actually reading um, In Need of Patient Scriptures. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we though the patience that, that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like minded towards one another according to Christ Jesus in Romans chapter fifteen verse four to five. Cease from anger and forsake wrath, do not fret, it only causes harm. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Psalm 37, 8 to 9. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. Psalm 40, verse 1. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who's been given, who was given to us. 
Romans chapter 5, verse 3 to 5. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. James chapter 1, 3, 4. Therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. James chapter 5, 7 and 8. Amen. The word of the Lord. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for the reading of your word, Lord. Establish us according to your purpose. And we remember Second Chronicles 9.13 that says, Each year Solomon received about 25 times of gold. Woo! Okay, honey, let's get ready to listen to John, the Gospel of John on YouTube, which is free and high definition. It's about three hours of uh, good news Bible reading. Amen. Woohoo! Yeah, woohoo! Welcome, everybody, to today's uh, podcast. I'm Fernando Alcoholic, and Rick is here too. He's also in the program. Uh, say hi to the people, Rick. Hi, people. <laughs> I'm, I was reading something this morning about this lady. She said, You are not born with a fixed amount of resilience like a muscle, you can build it up. Uh, when you need it. In the process, you will figure out who you really are and you just might become the very best version of yourself. You know, that's what our readings are doing on a daily basis. We're becoming, well, at least four or five days a week, we're becoming a better self. That's the idea. Uh, You know, uh, Another person said, almost everything will work again if you unplug it for a few minutes, including, <laughs> including you, including you. We get, yeah. Um, one more. It says, a generous deed lives longer than a great battle or a king's decree or a scholar's essay because it spreads and levels its mark on all nature and endures through all many generations. A good deed. Wow. This is taken from the, um, not from the grapevine, but from the guidepost. Yeah. This is the one from Alnon. Huh. I was going to an Alnon meeting and I put a dollar and they had a raffle and I, I won a subscription. You know? Huh. So I didn't realize it had so many uh, intelligent quotes in here. Here's another one. It says, "It is not joy that makes you makes us grateful; it is gratitude that makes us joyful." You know, I believe gratitude is the is the key to to living life serene and successful. Be grateful. Amen. So I'm grateful for these readings. Are you ready to rock and roll and read the book today? Woo-hoo! Like we're gonna read these page. These pages, like we never read them before. <laughs> we'll, we'll go ahead and start with the on awakening on page eighty-six, please. We'll have a half a eighty-six. Yeah. On awakening. Oh, let, let's go ahead and pray. Let me pray the um, set aside prayer. God, I set aside everything I think I know about you, myself, my fellow man, Andy Steps. 
for a fresh new revelation in you and myself, my fellow man, and this program in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. On awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day before we begin. We ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with assurance, for after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is clear of wrong motives. Go ahead. And think about our day we face the indecision where not, not, we may not be able to determine which course to take. Here's where we ask God for inspiration, a tune of thought or decision. We relax and take it easy, we don't struggle. We are often surprised how right the answers come after we try this for a while. But it used to be the hunter of occasional inspiration, but gradually becomes a working part of the mind. Being still in experience and having just made conscious contact with God, it is not probable that we're going to be inspired at all times. We might pay for the presumption of all sorts of obscured actions and ideas. Nevertheless, we find our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration because we rely upon it. We usually conclude the period of meditation with a prayer that will be shown all through the day what our next step is to be, that we be given whatever we need to to take care of such problems. We ask especially for freedom from self-will and are careful to make no requests for ourselves only. We may ask for ourselves, however, if others will be helped. We are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that, and it doesn't work. You can easily see why. If circumstances warrant, we ask our wives or friends to join us in morning meditation. If we belong to a religious denomination which requires a definite morning devotion, we attend to that also. If not members of religious bodies, we sometimes select and memorize a few set prayers which emphasize the principles we have been discussing. There are many helpful books. Suggestions about these may be obtained from one priest, minister, or rabbi. Be quick to see where religious people are right. Make use of what they offer. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful. We ask for the righteous thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves we're no longer running the show. Oh. Humbly say to ourselves, many times each day, that will be done. We are in less, much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, foolish decisions. We become more and more efficient. We do not tire so easily. We are not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange our lives to suit ourselves. It works. It really does. Amen. Let's go ahead and turn to page 62, please. 62. 62. Uh-huh. Selfishness, self-centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles. Driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-illusion, self-seeking, and self-pity, we step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us seemingly without provocation, but we invariably find that at some time in the past we have made decisions based on self, which later places in a position to be hurt. So our troubles, we think, are basically of our own making. They arise out of ourself, and the alcoholic is an extreme example of self-will run riot, though he usually doesn't think so. Above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. We must or it kills us. God makes that possible, and there often seems no way of entirely getting rid of self without his aid. Many of us have had moral and philosophical convictions galore, but we cannot live up to them even though we would have liked to. 
Neither could we reduce our self-centeredness much by wishing or trying on our own power. We had to have God's help. This is how I'm the wife. First of all, we had to quit playing God. We didn't work. Next, next we decided thereafter of draw of life. God was going to be our be our director. He is the principal. We are his agents. He is the father. We are his children. Most good ideas are simple. And this concept was keystone of the new traffic arch, which we passed through Freya. When we sincerely took a position, all sorts of remarkable things followed. We had an employer, a, a new employer, being all powerful. He had, he provided what we needed if we kept close to him and formed his work well. Established on such a footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves and our little plans and designs. More and more, we became interested in seeing what we could contribute to life. As we felt a new power flow in and enjoyed peace of mind, we discovered how we could face life successfully. As we became conscious of his presence, we began to lose our fear of stage tomorrow and thereafter. We were reborn. We were now at step three. And many of us said to our Maker, as we understood him, God. I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. We thought well before taking this step, making sure we were ready, that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to him. Amen. Let's go ahead and read up uh, page 76, get that prayer in, and then we'll go back to page uh, 24 after I read 76. When ready, we say something like this, my creator, I am now willing that he should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. All right, page 24, please. The fact that most alcoholics are reasonably obscure have lost their choice of drinking our so called willpower because practically non existence. We are unable at certain times to bring into the consciousness of significant force or memory of suffering and humiliation of even a week or a month ago. We are all without defense against this first strength. The almost certain consequences following the glass of the almost certain consequences that follow taking a glass of beer do not crowd the mind to deter us. These thoughts are occur, they are hazily and rapidly supplanted with the old thread of our idea that this time we shall handle ourselves like other people. There's a complete failure against this kind of offense that keeps one from putting his hands on a hot stove. The alcoholic may say to himself in the most casual way, It won't burn me this time, so here's how. Or perhaps he doesn't think at all. How often have some of us began to drink in this nonchalant way and after the third or fourth pounded on the bar and said to herself, for God's sake, how did I ever get started again? Only to have that thought supplanted by, well, I'll stop with the sixth drink. Or what's the use anyhow? When this sort of thinking is fully established in an individual with alcoholic tendency, he has probably placed himself beyond human aid and unless locked up may die or go permanently insane. These stark and ugly facts have been confirmed by legions of alcoholics throughout history. But for the grace of God, there would have been thousands more convincing demonstrations. So many want to stop, but cannot. There is a solution. 
None of us like the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of our shortcomings, which the process requires for a successful consummation, but we saw that it really worked in others. And we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we have been living it. When therefore we were approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, there was nothing left for us but to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. We have found much of heaven, and we have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence of which we have not even dreamed. The great fact is just this and really that, that we've had deep effects of spiritual experiences which have really revolutionized a whole attitude towards life, towards our fellows, towards God's universe, and a certain an essential fact of our life today is the absolute certainty that our Creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is deep miraculous. He has commenced and accomplished those things which we could never do by ourselves. We are a serious alcoholic as we were. We believe that there's no middle of the road solution, that we were in a position where life was becoming impossible, and if we had to pass through a region which there is no return through human aid. We have two, but two alternatives. One is to go out to the bitter end, blotting out the consciousness of the intolerable situation as best as we could. And the other is to expect, expect spiritual help. This we did because we honestly wanted to and were willing to make the effort. All right, let's turn to page 420, please. Perhaps the best thing for me of all is to remember that my serenity is inversely proportional to my expectations. The higher my expectations of Max and other people are, the, the lower is my serenity. I can watch my serenity a lot rise when I discard my expectations, but then my rights try to move in, and they too can force my serenity level down. I have to discard my rights as well as my expectations by asking myself, how important is it really? How important is it really compared to my serenity, my emotional sobriety? And when I place more value on my serenity and sobriety than anything else, I can maintain them at a higher level, at least for the time being. Acceptance is the key to my relationship with God today. I never just sit and do nothing while waiting for Him to tell me what to do. Rather, I do whatever's in front of me to be done, and I leave the results up to Him, however it turns out. That's God's will for me. I must keep my magic magnifying mind on my acceptance and off my expectations, for my serenity is directly proportional to my level of acceptance. When I remember this, I can see I never had it so good. Thank God for AA. Go to page 552, please. He said, in effect, if you have resentments that you want to be free of, you, you will pay, you will pray for the person that you have resentments for, you will be free. If you, if you, I lost my place here. If you will ask for their, in prayer, everything that you want for yourself to be given to them, you will be free. Ask for their health, their prosperity, their happiness, and you will be free. Even if you don't really want it or mean it for the, for the, for the, <coughs> For them and your prayers are only words and doesn't mean and you don't mean it go ahead do it anyways do it every day for two weeks and you will find that you will have come to mean it and want it for them and you realize that what you used to feel bitterness resentment and hatred you now feel compassion understanding and love it worked for me then it'll work for me every time since and it will work for me every time i'm willing to work it sometimes i have to ask for the willingness but it always comes 
because it works for me, it will work for all of us. And another great man says, the only real freedom a human being could ever, ever know is doing what he has to do because he wants to do it. This great experience that released me from the bondage of hatred and replaced it with love is really just another affirmation of the truth I know. I get everything I need in Alcoholic Anonymous and everything I need I get and when I get what I need, I really find that it was just what I wanted all the time. Page 100, please. Both you and the new man must walk day by day in the path of spiritual progress. If you persist, remarkable things will happen. When we look back, we realize that the things which came to us when we put ourselves in God's hands were better than anything we could have planned. Follow the dictates of a higher power and you will presently live in a new and wonderful world no matter what your present circumstance is. Uh, page 83, please. The Promises. We're pacing about this phrase of development. We will be amazing for halfway through. We are going to know a new freedom, a new happiness. We will not regret the past or share the torrent. We will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace no matter how far down the scale we have gone. We will see how our experience can benefit others and a feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in our selfish things and gain interest in our foes. Self-seeking will slip away our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people, economic insecurity will leave us and we will intuitively know how to handle situations that used to baffle us. But we, are, we will suddenly realize God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Are these describing the promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize for us if we work for them. Amen. Work, work, work. Page 85, please. It is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. We're headed for trouble we do for alcoholism to settle full. We are not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into all our activities. How can I best serve thee? Not thy will, not mine, be done. These are such... These are thoughts which must go with us constantly. We can exercise our willpower along this line. All we wish, it is the proper use of the will. Much has already been said about them receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from him who has all knowledge and power. If we are carefully follow directions, we have, followed, we have begun to sense a flow of his spirit into us. To some extent, we have become God conscious. We have begun to develop a vital success, but this means to, to go further, and this means more action. Amen. Page 43, please. Once more, the alcoholic at certain times has no effective mental defense against the first drink, except in a few rare cases. Neither he nor any other human being can provide such a defense. His defense must come from a higher power. D.N. Beautiful, beautiful reading. Amen. You know, and my my desire to do this program came from a higher power. You know, to, I knew that life was too tragic. I needed to stay in here. I I was wise enough for that. <laughs> All right, sir. Thank you. Anything else to add? No, that's it. Thank you for, for coming on. All right. Then we'll be here tomorrow. God bless you. Take care.
everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.